Welcome. My name is Tracy Stevens, and this is the Healing Point Podcast. So, thanks very much for joining me today. And I'm going to hand over to you. What is it that you'd like to explore? I'd like to explore uh, about a year ago, May, I started getting, it's called the ringing tinnitus in my right ear. And I went to the doctors. I have a, a, a wonderful ENT. He did a bunch of tests. He said, oh my God, your hearing is amazing. I, I'm a massage therapist and I um, also work with a chiropractor and he does a functional medicine. He tests me. He said, uh, I don't know what's going on. So I, I do a lot of meditation. I do a lot of different work. And energetically, I said, okay, am I tapping into levels or what's going on? But it doesn't bother me, but I, it's there. So, and I've had it before, but it usually lasts a week or two. So now we're going on a year and a few months. Uh, some days it gets louder. Some days it gets lower. Sometimes it reverberates to my left ear. So I just want, I think it's time for me to explore Okay. what is going on. Interesting. <laughs> Interesting. Yes. Okay. Um, do you notice it at particular times of day more? I try to notice it, which, you know, these are questions that have been asked for me. I sometimes at night because it's quiet. No. But no. Okay. Like it's quiet now. It's, it's, it's like a little hum. Okay. It doesn't get outrageously loud uh i was trying to remember when is it when i am quiet upset i, mm. I just it doesn't have that relationship with things that i'm experiencing i like i wish i could say oh yeah five o'clock or when i'm angry or when i'm stressed or i i really was taking note to okay. really be mindful but yeah so no relationship that you've you've mm. been able to to notice Absolutely none. What I'm really interested in is that you said that um, you've had it a few times before, but it's just gone away yes. in a week or so. I'm wondering if you can recall when you first had. Absolutely. First time I had, I was I moved to the Pacific Northwest, which is uh, near Seattle, Washington, and I got out of a relationship. I moved all the way there after a year. Didn't want to be with that person. And I moved in a friend of mine to stay with me. And I'm one of these people, I'm, I'm an empath. I pick up energy. I, I just started allowing myself to feel the grief. And all of a sudden, my ears start going, eh. I was, oh, okay, that's interesting. Day one went by, day two went by, day three went by. And I said, hmm, this is interesting. I just attributed at that moment um, from being sad. Right. And I flew back home. Now, I got back to New York. Two weeks I had it. Went to a, another acupuncture. He couldn't, you know, everything was balanced. And then I just, I remember it just left. It just went. It yeah. just went. It was just like, I knew, I knew I was back in New York. I was like, wow, happy. Even though I had to deal with a, um, an, uh, uh, a sibling that was going through her transition. And that was another level of emotion, but it didn't come back. Yeah. But it left. Interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. And so is it okay if I just ask you about that breakup that you had? Oh, sure. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. 
because it seems it seems significant that you were sad at that particular time. Yes. And you said you were grieving for that relationship or for other stuff yeah. or yeah. Well for for me, because intuitively I sort of knew I should never gone back. But when I overrun my intuition, it's just like, ooh. So I was grieving myself for making that decision. So are you saying that this was something like that, you, that you'd overridden your intuition before and stayed in that relationship? Or are you yes. saying, yes, yeah. you'd stayed longer in that relationship than you actually feel like your intuition was telling you to? Yes. And this was that, believe it or not, it was the third time you broke up. And I'm going, I usually never go back to a person. After we break up, it says, thank you very much. I learned my lesson. Let me move on. So this was that, that's why the third time it says, okay. What was I not thinking? So instead of beating myself up, I just allowed myself to, as I told people, go through the, the fires or whatever I need to see, feel, and be. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. So I'm ge- I'm guessing that if it was the third time you'd broken up, you'd been with this person for, for quite a while. They've been a big part of your life. Yes. That- yes. Out of interest. Has that been a pattern? Have you had relationships and then moved on and felt the grief? Yes. Yeah, so usually when I break up, I, I always give myself that space. I never jump from one pan, one pan to another. I mm. always give myself space. And I did it with this person when we broke up the first time. It took about six months. Second time, maybe two months. Third time. We weren't even talking for three years. Didn't oh, wow. see this person for three years. Yeah. So that's why I was like, oh my God. Wow. Yeah. So, but every relationship, I, I do my healing journey mm. when I need to do. Yeah. I don't, I don't jump back into a relationship. I don't start dating, but I go out and, and I, I do what I need to do that is bring them in comfort. Um, yeah. Whether it's, I, I've been a meditator for a long time. Um, okay. But yeah, whatever brings me comfort. Whatever brings you comfort. Mm-hmm. That's really interesting. And you've been doing meditation for a long time. So you've been yes. going inward. Yes. What started you on that journey of meditating and going inward? Oh, it's a beautiful story. I am um, born in New York City and my mom took me and my baby sister. I'm the third of four girls and we moved up to the mountains of United of New York State, all the way up in the mountains, and in high school, there's only like three black students in this particular high school, and two minority teachers. One was Chinese, one was black, and a Chinese teacher who I never took his class took a liking to me, and he taught me meditation. So I was what about maybe seventeen, right? And it was just it was just awesome. And then to be in an environment that's very serene anyway with the mountains and the lake, that all aligned. Yeah. Um, so it really helped my spirit. And then I'm an animal lover. I love dogs. I always had dogs and I would go hiking with my dog. So that's what got me. Yeah. He started me on meditating. And when you started that meditation, which just sounds like amazing, you know, and very serene and very different from New York City yes. I'm imagining <laughs> how did you feel in yourself and in your body when you started doing that at first I, I, I it was a feeling I never 
you know, to be quiet and to just listen to sound in my external way, it was, it felt good. It felt really good. Yeah. felt grounding. It felt very grounded because I'm, I'm a lot of energy. I have a lot of, a lot of energy. So it helped me to hold it, <laughs> help me to ground myself. Yeah. Fantastic. Okay. Yeah. Okay. And how would you sum, how would you sum up the environment that you grew up in? Uh, my parents divorced when I was young, but my mom and my dad, my mom never put him down. It's just for whatever reason, you know, they had a divorce, but very loving. My mom's side of family are just, we call them huggers and lovers. I mean, always hugging. And my dad was a little close off with his family. So I didn't really get to know his family, but he's also affectionate. And my mom's side, my mom was the elder of nine kids. And that side of the family, they're like comedians, I like to say. I grew up with a lot of laughter. Were there problems? Absolutely. Was there alcoholism? Absolutely. Was it? But there's always this laughter, this, this, this joy. And my mom, they used to say she was this wise woman because she liked to talk. And raising four girls, she was on this level of being a mom, but yet being a friend, being there. You can talk. We I talk to her about anything, anything. And so my aunts were very similar. Uh, they had that uh, type of uh, character or personality. So there was always this connection. A huge family, family reunions, always a lot of a lot of fun. Yet again, I'm not. I'm my my head was in in the sandwich. There was problems. There were problems. But we, we worked together. Yeah, it was that kind of thing. Communicating as best as we could. Well, I just find it really interesting that that's what's come up and that's what you've said because, you know, and that you talked and that's communication and that it's laughter as well. Right. Was there shouting? Was there, was there discomfort or was that not the case? Um, there was some difficulty discomfort when my mom met my baby sister's dad because he was kind of he was an alcoholic and my older sister I have two older sisters the second one wouldn't tolerate him if he was like came to the house drunk she would lock the door like you're not getting in <laughs> so she was like the the matriarch when it came to that kind of thing um my mom too but my second older sister was she step in so I saw that assertiveness early on, you know, don't tolerate something that is not good, you know? So, and she was a very much, like my mom, the first older sister would run away. Second one, and my mom would protect her, you know, would speak up. Yeah. Yeah. So there wasn't any screaming except for us, you know, sibling, you know, eh, you took my shoes, you know, that normal things would symbol. Yeah. But well, out of interest, then, if you're like you, you these two older siblings um, were like the protectors, looking yeah. out, looking out for your mom, looking yes. out for you as well. Yes, yes. What sort of role were you, you know in the family dynamic? What was your what was the role for you? Would you say if you could think of it, <laughs> if there's something that comes to mind? <laughs> what came to mind? My sisters used to make fun of me because I um. This is very interesting, Tracy. Um, I was born with this, I could see things. And I would tell my mom, you know, my friend's coming to bed with me and she wouldn't see it. So I had that gift and my sisters would make fun of me. My mom would say, don't make fun of because she has this way of seeing things 
or I would tell her things is going to happen. My sisters wouldn't believe it until it happened. So I had this gift of premonition, which I still do, intuition. I don't know if psychic, whatever. But my mom let me cultivate it. She never mushed it. Even when my aunts and cousins would make fun of me, she would put them in their place. Like, mm. But it's interesting because I, it's a threat that goes through my whole family, but they don't acknowledge it. And so it's fast. I mean, I, I remember telling my, my mom a story. I was about 10. I see myself in a yellow sports car with this woman with this long blonde hair and went traveling across the mountains. It came to fruition 10 years later. I had a yellow sports car. And I remember looking at the woman. And go, oh, my gosh. <laughs> deja vu. So I'm saying that to say that I was the different child. Yes. I was a different child. Okay. Animal but- lover, always animal. I'm the animal lover in my family. I've had all sorts of animals. And yeah. Okay. So I was that kind of, yeah. Right. Now I'm getting it. Now I'm getting a picture. Um of you in that environment. What I'm wondering is because you are really sensitive, empathic, and and you've got that gift of seeing and that gift of premonition. Out out of interest, and ju- I'm just curious here because I don't know if this will lead us to to the to the root of 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 the tinnitus or not. But I'm wondering what things you might have found too much too difficult or whether anything was um scary to you absolutely um we lived in what you call projects you know i'm certain to have them in in uk projects but back then it was safe it was it's fun but I, my older sister who was interesting she's an angel now <laughs> she was going through a lot of problems she was you know coming out to be gay but she was straight and and i just watched her go through when things happened, she would like run out the house and, and, you know, I could see the, the sadness of my mom. And so I, I got to see that the second older sister went through like a miscarriage. She got pregnant when she was young and I came home and there's blood all over her bedroom and I thought, oh my God, what's going on? So, you know, my mom, she always sat down. This is what Adrian went through, blah, blah, blah. Um, every summer, my mom would send us off to private camps, sleep away for like, two months. That was, ooh, <laughs> that was traumatic. So it was always at that ebb and flow. Like, okay, here comes summer again. Okay, we're going to go camp. So those were challenging in my life. <laughs> but did I make it through? Did I have it? Then I didn't want to leave, you know, oh, in the summer. Oh no, I got to go home. So that ebb and flow of the emotion. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I would say, like I said, the worst scary would be my Younger sister's dad, who was like this alcoholic, and he was a small man. So if he erupted or did something in the apartment, my second old sister would literally pick him up and throw him out. So I go, oh my God, she's, she's no joke. You know, he got crazy. Um, but outside of that, I don't, you know, I didn't get beaten. I wasn't molested. I wasn't, you know, my mom would yell at me one time I came home late. So, Yeah. But I, I always had someone to talk to, someone to get hugs with. I, was always, I can always remember always being hugged. <laughs> always being hugged. Like, this is why I'm affectionate now. I, I love hugs. But always being hugged. Yeah. Yeah. 
Well, let's so let's let's fast forward then back to this most recent episode of Tinnitus, where um, you know where it started to come on, which is how 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 long have you had that now? It's it started. I, I know exactly the month and the year. So it was last year. I was doing online. I love Tai Chi. I was doing an online Jigong class, and it might have been class number. Five, or I think it was every week. And he had us go into a certain position. And I said, oh God, this is, oh, it was just, all of a sudden I hear my ear go, beep. I went, what? It was buzzing, loud. And I remember saying, okay, let me get out of this position. It wasn't a super difficult position, but it was a position where I can feel something wasn't right. A week went by, so I had to sound. I ended up calling the teacher, say, look, I have this buzzing, blah, blah, blah. And it doesn't seem to be going away. But because of the pandemic, you really couldn't go out. He was in another state. And they said, oh, um, so I, I let it go. So it's been since May of 21. Wow. Okay. Yeah. And um, that position that you had to get in, um, where, where did you feel the discomfort in your body? It was actually in my toes. Okay. I, mean, I think it might, I think it might have been my right toes. Yeah. Okay. Been my, yeah, because I remember saying, wow, I never felt this before, you know. And okay. I thought you yeah. were going to say your neck, but not your neck. <laughs> That's so funny because the chiropractor and I went to see an acupuncturist mm-hmm. a month ago and he did a lot of work on my neck. He said, I feel it's from your neck. So it could possibly, maybe I, maybe which as a massage therapist, we know we pain. So the toe represented my neck. I mean, it could be the reefer pain, you know, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah, I know it could be, but I think we'll keep away from the physical stuff because there must be something else there that, uh, you know, that would precipitate that. And I'm just wondering what was going on for you in the few months leading up to just doing that Tai Chi class. What was happening in your relationships, in your life? I've been, I was, I was, I've been out of that relationship since 2016. So it's five years. Single, uh, that dating, um, content where we were because of the pandemic. So utilizing my time with studying. Interestingly, the place I worked at, which is a big company doing massage, caught me back like three months when the pandemic started. So they caught me back in August for that few months after. So I've been working since then. Um, I was appreciative for that. Um, you know, I live by myself or my dog. I, yeah, I, I unplugged from the media, (laughs) you know, I wasn't caught up. I was not fear-based. Um, I'm also Reiki master. So I have people come by one Reiki energy, um, yeah, I, I, I really tried to. Yeah. You didn't find it difficult then. You didn't find it a difficult period of time for you. No, I didn't. You know, even though I am an empath, I just felt on a real deep level that this is, this needs to happen. This, this, this is something that really is healing. And it's just like, wow, this is, I didn't feel fearful at all, even with the vaccine or whatever or that stuff. No. And how about your energy at the time? 
it was good. Yeah, because I went to work. I, every day I had to go out to walk my dog. And it was fun because there's nobody outside. Um, I was, my sister was laughing because I was creating recipes, which I'm not a huge cook, but I was cooking. And, I, you know, Instagram, all that Instagram was sending pictures of my dishes. And I was just making the best of it. Yeah. And, and what do you feel about your, um, you know, your larger purpose for being here? Was there anything in, in that particular time that was, was calling you, you know, to develop, to grow, to expand into? That's a good question. Hmm. I know I was, ah, I know I was a little upset. No, can't declare. I was very upset because I paid for a certification technique of massage, which is called, um, my fascial release. And I paid for it like in 2019 to take it in 2020. So when August came, and this was the first time they were going to be literally in New York City where I can walk to. So I was like, oh, great. I want to fly. It was canceled. So I was like, okay. And they said, we'll do, we'll, we'll come in December. And this is interesting because I think I'm making a little bit of connection. December, it was going to be about two or three hours away. I said, okay, then I can drive. But my car was going through a lot of issues. And then I found out, oh, if I do it, then I have to be quarantined for five days. It was just a mess. That was December. Then the class got canceled. Then they said, we're going to do it in September of 2020, but you had to sign up by February, March, April, something. Mm -hmm. Back in New York. Great. I believe around, interesting, I'm just saying this, around May, they sent us an email the class is canceled in New York City again. So I was like, oh, oh, when, and this is a technique that I knew it would help me to bring things, my skill sets together. So I was feeling a little frustrated and a little annoyed um, during that time. I don't know. It's almost like, okay, now what? <laughs> and uh, yeah. So you've been putting you've been putting quite a lot of um, I don't know energy into when I do this course I'll be able to do this this and this exactly that'd be right to say so so you had like maybe a future a future plan for yourself yes 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 and so that plan got just squashed right during that time. Yeah, during that time, yeah. During that time, exactly. Um, and obviously you're a res- resourceful person and, and you would no doubt have found your way out of that. But this is what's important here is that upset at that moment, at that time, around yes. that time. Do you often sit in a place of frustration or or stress? Or- uh, not really. No, I do a lot. I I love comedy. I love I love laughter, and I look at myself, and I'm I I raise my hand. I confess, I will laugh at myself. I go, Don, <laughs> what did I do again? What pickle did I get involved with now? And I'll just pull back. We'll go into a meditation, or believe it or not, take a nap. <laughs> yeah. Take a nap, no, just no. like let the body do what it needs to do. 
completely agree with that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's a really good way of resetting. But at that particular time, you weren't feeling like that, though. Right. Yeah. Right. Okay. Hypnosis. Yeah. Why do you think you placed such a lot of energy on that particular course? Because I read his book, John Bond's book. It was an amazing book, and it really resonated with me because of the the connection of mind, body, spirit, mm-hmm. and how we hold so many things in our body through every trauma since the day we're born. Yeah, and that fascinated me, and how the technique of touching the person in certain areas, if they allow, because you are just a facilitator, would help them to re-remember or release and or release that particular trauma. So that just really opened my mind, my psyche to, wow. And then I, I actually started, I looked for a practitioner and I, got a few sessions from her and she was the one that said don't take one class take the whole series and so that's why when she I was just like, oh my god this feels so great so when it came when it happened I was just let down yeah I was just because I, I on my level it's just not only it's about me doing the work of myself experiencing what it is so I can help others yeah you know I'm one of these, um, when I work with my clients, they'll say things like, I've had massages before, but I've never had what you did and whatever you did, blah, blah, blah. And I, I, would, I feel good, you know? And I always say, how do you feel? How do you feel? No, you know, not now, call me later, email me, text me, let me know. And so if I can, if I have the awareness I can do even deeper, then so be it. And so that's what this course has led me to be. Hence, I ended up taking the course this past April and it is phenomenal. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. And if you were to look from, um, from a distance at that, this, th- this whole situation, do you feel there was some purpose or some reason now looking back at it that you had to take the class a year later? Yes, absolutely, Tracy. Yes. Um, I feel that the timing was such that I need to be mature, much more mature and ready on an emotional level. On such a deeply emotional, not intellectual, but more emotional. Yeah. And so when I was at that retreat, it was an 11-day retreat, I knew that. And it was the right setting because it was my car. I didn't need my car. Everything just fell into place. I rented a car. It was on the beach. And I said, I couldn't ask for anything better by the ocean. It was just, it was just awesome. Yeah. And I came back and I've been doing the technique um, as best as I could because I want to practice with someone who's much more um, advanced. But I'm doing yeah. it and I'm seeing results. Yeah. Beautiful. Yeah. So- yeah, so in the big scheme of things, there was a reason why you needed to wait that extra time. Absolutely. But, but at the time, there was a feeling of being a feeling of frustration and being let down. And what do I do now? I'm yes. Busy. Yes, 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 yes. The tinnitus then, 
the buzz, the the noise, what does it do, do you think, um, in terms of your awareness? Where does it take your awareness? Hmm. I laugh because I said sometimes I'm wondering if this sound is to keep me focused, to keep me grounded, to keep me aware of the present moment. That's where I sense that this is, and this is after the retreat class. It was just this whole, hmm, okay, mm. maybe this is part of me. Maybe this is my white noise that I need. Well, yeah, and and let's just let's just go back a bit to that time when you first had it, when you first had the tinnitus, and for that week after after that relationship, um, yes, ended. I'm just curious, and um, you know, whether there's any link there in mm. terms of feeling frustrated, let down. Some of those words that you said, like, where do I go now? What happens now at that, at that moment? Mm. Wow. Uh, were they similar to the first? Were they similar to your most recent, yeah, emotions? That's, a, that's very, very interesting. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. So Because yeah, I think of the attitude, yeah, it's like, what am I going to do now? And uh, yeah, wow. And so there's a so there's a link here. Uh, and my feeling is that there's a role for the tinnitus. You're yes. a very empathic person, and you found meditation at that really early point in your life, in that place that was serene, like yes. you said, mm-hmm. um, and. And then you're you're in New York City, and there's stuff going on, and things plans haven't quite worked out in the way that they've worked out, um, or the way that you wanted them to work out. There's a lot of attention on the external world there, and so I'm wondering if the role of the tinnitus is to bring you back in. <laughs> wow, <laughs> that's a good, very good point, Tracy. To bring me back. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Listen inwardly. Yes. Because you are guided all the time. Yes. And maybe sometimes there's a distraction with the outside world and the feelings and the stuff. (laughs) I'm laughing because after that happened, March, that's May, something happened in June that. It's been a year now with a particular relationship <laughs> and I'm ready to close that relationship. Either that, well, I, I'm ready to speak to this person to see, to express my emotion because I do know that being vulnerable is very scary for me. So to now approach this person and talk about something that has happened, which is the second time. First time, I had no problems. Second time, wow, yeah, this is, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Wow. So maybe when you have to change direction or when you have to change something. Yes. You're being guided to go inwards. 
instead of yes. focus on the external. Yes. Because I always feel tinnitus is just is something that's is blocking out the outside. Yes. 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 Wow. Uh, okay. Thank you. That makes a, a lot of sense. And so moving forward then, how can you support yourself in this process of I don't know, change I, I want to say change of direction if that if or you know, change mm-hmm, mm-hmm, full mm-hmm. stop. How can you support yourself so that the tinnitus and the your body doesn't have to close off that external? Um very recently I um discovered that I need to take more time being with myself and honoring who I am. And it's okay to say no. It's okay to give my permission to release um, in a healthy way. So I made a conscious effort two days ago to ask my guides and my spirits just to show me what is it that I need. And then this this podcast appeared with this woman talking about stuff that exactly what I need. And so I'm listening to her talk about things. And one of the things she really said, and I say this now I'm giving myself the medicine is that you can read all the best books. You can go to therapy. You can do all that stuff, but it's engaging yourself on the outside and, and being aware of where you are. That helps you to go through the process. Yeah. You know, it's not about going to your cave. I mean, that that served a purpose, but about really coming out and experience and trusting how I should say the intimacy of being vulnerable. And it's okay. It's okay. You know, it's all right. I think trust is a really big key word here. Yes. Because if you look back in the past, Mm -hmm. then the change, the, 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 the changing points in your life have always worked out for the best. Yes, indeed. Yes. Yes. And so when change is coming up, it's like trusting that you're being guided and that it is the right thing. Yes. I could feel that in my chest as, as we're talking. So oh. like, ooh, yes, yes. Yeah, so even wow. though you have got this really super wonderful connection with spirit it's almost you've almost got to surrender and trust that yes all the time yes you said all the time yes wonderful yeah wow do you think I've answered your your question here (laughs) yes (laughs) (laughs) and then some yes brilliant Oh, well, thank you so much for this conversation. Thank you so much, Tracy. Thank you. I, I appreciate, I appreciate this and I appreciate your, you know, your, your emails, your news, new newsletters and things. It's, it's amazing. Bless you. Thank you. Your blogs. It's all. Well, wow. Well, Good luck out there in the world doing your thing and <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> following this flow of life. 
I know exactly. Yeah, I, and and I think this will be a really helpful conversation for so many people as well. So thank you. Oh, thank you, Nate. I my my spirit and heart is touched by this moment. This is, whew, this is good. Thank you, Tracy. Beautiful. You're welcome. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this, you'll find a lot more content on my Instagram account at thehealingpoint.underscore. If you have a question you'd like to explore and are willing to take part in the podcast, you'll find all the information you need on my website, which is www.tracystevens.org slash podcast. Thanks and see you soon.